The Beer Me Boys use bad words in this episode and I am telling their moms, please listen responsibly. Dave, let me ask you a question. What do you got, bud? Would you consider yourself a dick? Would you consider yourself a pussy? Or would you consider yourself an asshole? Like right this second or just in life or like day to day? Because it kind of fluctuates probably a lot more than it should. If you were to take the average of your dickiness, pussiness, and assiness, assholeness, whatever it is, <laughs> if you take the average of those things, or I'll leave it up to you, mean or beating value, whatever, what would you be? I think it's got to kind of be an asshole more than anything. It's just because I get fucked over often with mm-hmm. things. Ah, man, I'm thinking about it, and sometimes I let it roll over me a little too much, so maybe that makes me a pussy. I'm definitely not a dick. Well, uh, yeah, let's, I don't know, let's not get tired away here, but go but on. But I'm, like, I'm like an inch and a half away from being one most of the time, or like something that's illegal in Florida in order to gain one if you have not one, that also. Yeah, this is not a political podcast, Dave. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, yeah. What do you think you are? If you had to throw it out there. Also, uh, if you haven't picked up by now, that's not Brian. Wait, what? <laughs> Just because you have a beard and you're ridiculously handsome. Oh, I know. I and know. you keep asking me to suck your cock just so I can prove my trust to you for reasons? It's worked before in the past. I thought it would work again. That's fair. I did bring extra chapstick just in case. Mm, hopefully, the Is that how you do it? What? With chapstick? Yeah. I know it's uh, like an ass-kissing thing, but I don't like, do you want your lips all supple and stuff? I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I'm saving myself for marriage. Fair enough. Uh, Forever Virgin, Dave Novak is here. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of Brian. And the best part about this is that Brian knew he was going to be on vacation. And he said, do you just want to do the show with Novak? I said, fuck yeah, America. But not in those ways because then Brian surprised us with this week's movie of Team America World Police from 2004 directed by Trey Parker. Trey fucking Parker. I want to apologize to the entire Parker family. That was super insensitive of me. Yeah, yeah. You should really Parker that one back up. That's All right. So we're going to get Brian back ASAP. Oh, no, no, no. By the way, to answer your question, uh, dick, pussy, or asshole, I would classify myself as a belly button. I know it's not one of the options, but (laughs) uh, I'm unsure of my function. I occasionally forget to wash it, and I'm filled with what's mostly described as lint. There's so much to unpack there. Like, Tommy Wiseau would still do you. Oh, well, (laughs) because he would do me in the belly button. I got that reference. So you're still kind of attractive sexually to someone? Yeah, he's a freaky, possibly French man, but count it. Um, Is he French? Is he? he No one knows. He might be Eastern European also. He was, didn't he invent, or was he, not invented, but wasn't he involved in like a Frisbee business or something too, I heard? I don't know. I know he sold jeans. Jeans, yo-yos. How does, how does nobody know anything about this guy? I don't know. He's not like the fucking Rhode Island novelty company here, Dave. He's, <laughs> he's a, <laughs> a feature filmmaker. Did you see? He, I know everybody talks about The Room. He also had some show that was released about a, like an apartment complex. You can watch it on YouTube. I got to tell the you. Best Friends or something like that? Something like that. Not great. I kept getting like ads for it, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, I'm... Definitely curious, but clearly not curious enough. No, I would not consider myself curious enough to watch. Well, actually, I, I take that back. I watched the first episode, so yes, I, <laughs> I was curious enough to watch it. And uh, yeah, it's um, imagine like it's like the acting of a softcore porno movie, but with none of the sexuality of a softcore porno movie. Sounds like my marriage. Totally get it. Wow, wow. Yeah, if he is French, maybe he was in uh maybe he was in Paris. Maybe he was he kind of looks like one of the puppets that would be in this movie. <laughs> it kind of does. Right? Just like hastily thrown together with random ass facial movements that sometimes make yeah, sense. Very sporadic. I'm pretty sure if you look at him long enough, you can see strings hovering above him at all times. It's some sort of like freaky being John Malkovich situation, but it's being Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, wow. How Ooh. great would that be? Yeah, but who who's the man that controls Tommy Wiseau? I'd have to imagine it's Tommy Wiseau. He controls the puppet of Tommy Wiseau, and he, like, incepts his brain in a way. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Or it could just be Greg Sestero. 
it could be greatest era or it could just be i don't know nobody maybe it's just the strings just keep on going up and up and up maybe it's an actual muppet oh man actually yeah animal controlling him that would make the most sense with all the sporadic <laughs> movements terrific have you seen team america world police oh fuck yeah not since the bush administration but yeah i've seen this movie you a couple hundred times. Do you think this movie ages well? This is like my first thought I had going into this. Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I was super curious about it, and I have a question for you that I want you to think about while we go so through So many this movie. questions from So you. many questions. I know. What is this, man? This isn't a fucking AMA. Is this movie, and don't answer, is this movie necessarily an anti-war movie? That's fair, and- you had a weird almost pause in there. Like you tap the break when you put, is this movie necessary? I was like, is he going to say, is this movie necessary? Because <laughs> fuck yeah, it yeah. is. No, 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 I had a great time watching this again. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It's a smooth, quick, like what, hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes? Something um, like that. Brian usually puts together these notes. I just well, show up. Where the fuck is Brian? I got to fill in for this guy? Can't believe it, right? Well, yeah, I, I will do my best to fill in for Brian. I know it's a big challenge. He's got a uh, apparently a girthy prophylactic for me to fill. It's like the naked gun what Leslie Nielsen crawls into right before he does the sex. <laughs> Full-bodied. There's room for me to tie it off again and again and again. Hi, Brian. How are you? Oh, we miss you, Brian. But, you know, you do you, boo. You do you. Would Brian be a dick, a pussy, or an asshole? I'm going to use another body part. He would be a big toe because I would, you know, bang him against the bookshelf and then immediately regret it afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for giving me time to answer. You're welcome. What is this? Jeez, this, this AMA isn't even an AMA. I was in the car for a long time today. I had a lot of time to think about banging Brian. I mean, toes. I mean, dicks. I mean... <laughs> Do we want to get started on this stuff? I think we should yeah. probably dive into it. Oh boy, I already dove into this. Yeah, we we both uh, we pulled out the borbs for this one. Um, <laughs> throwback here. It's not so much beer me a movie this week. It is bourbon me a movie for sure. Yes, everything is burning as it goes down. So as we do, we go through our kind of arbitrary ranking system, our scoring of every category has one to ten. Movies can be judged. One out of a hundred as it goes through. The first category we have is story and motivation, which we get directly from Wikipedia. And Wikipedia both held back and didn't hold back on this one. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the words they included in this, and they did not hold back in certain areas. Team America, a paramilitary counter-terrorist police force, eliminates a gang of terrorists in Paris, accidentally destroying the Eiffel Tower, Arc de Trail, and the in the Soccer place. blue! French words! Thank God they stopped that terrorism, though. Otherwise, there would have been some major damage. <laughs> That's a good point. I yeah. love when he takes the rocket launcher out to, like, fire at the terrorists, and it hits the Eiffel Tower and goes, Damn! I missed it! <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of occasions in this movie where they just have, like, very delayed dry reactions like that that made me chuckle each time. Every single time. It's like... The most obvious reaction and the least obvious. Like, if you watch South Park, you should know the reaction that's coming from any of this. Very similar beats, yes. Uh, in terms of sense of humor and sense of timing, um, it's like, yeah, very much similar to South Park. Have you ever heard the story about the Paramount executives seeing this movie for the first time? Kind of like in Russia's? I have, but I'm going to pretend I have not. So, what, no, I haven't. Acting. That story. Acting, thank you. So what happened was the Paramount executive went to watch dailies of like the first cut of this movie. And this movie cost $32 million to make. It is not a cheap movie. Wow. And the opening shot is like that really shittily crayoned background <laughs> of Paris with this really shitty puppet going. And one of the Paramount executives got up and yelled, they fucked us. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> you are good at acting. You're good at filling that in. I appreciate that. You are well. Hey, listen, I've listened to the show once or twice. I know how things go. That there is a little bit of acting involved? That there's a For example, Brian, <laughs> Brian doesn't even watch the movies ever. He just makes it up. Brian has never watched a movie before in his life. Brian is actually just a uh, chat GPT bot that we just program, you know, funny puns into. Right. He's actually a, an Amish boy who I keep sneaking out to the barn to plug in computer and he is churning butter literally as he's reading a synopsis every single week yeah brian betts is uh real full name is actually brian betts and he always loses <laughs> did you have that one written down no. that felt like you had it written down. no 
So it just wasn't good. You weren't taking it for a spin to see how it felt. Nope. I knew that was it felt bad coming out. Uh, and I just decided, you know what? Why not just keep on rolling with it? You went too far. You had to keep going at that point. You committed. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, you know, I took a bets and I lost on that one, just like Brian and his last name. You bet your ass that one worked a little bit better. Oh, man. I hope his family doesn't listen to this. They'd have to love him to do that. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Well I'm enjoying him not being here right now. Oh man. <laughs> oh, we should keep a tally mark. Just how often do we just shit on Brian? Do you think Brian would fit in with the Team America team? That consists of Lisa, an idealistic psychologist, her love interest Carson, Sarah, a psychic, Joe a jock who is in love with Sarah, and Chris, a martial arts expert who harbors a phobia towards actors. Hmm. I appreciate how they had just put Carson. Like he's not, he's not in this movie nearly long enough to give him attributes. The only attribute that Carson has is he has a dark beard. That's really it. It's true. It's important for this movie and the yeah. plot of it. It's not. No, no, it's not. I would say Brian could potentially fit in with this group. A, he's white. <laughs> Spoilers. Brian's white. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, all right, so I know this is a, uh, a an audio medium, but yes, Brian, if you guys have not guessed, the guy who had a podcast about comic book movies, yes, very white. Um, very white. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he could fit in. I don't know. What he, you know what? He would probably be the guy who programs intelligence and then just kind of, you know, cleans up after intelligence. Cleans up after intelligence. You know, like, you hear your computers, they, they have these receipts that print out. Probably he's got these fucking long receipts, like a CVS vending machine. Why would they have receipts? I, I, because intelligence always keeps receipts, Dave. I kind of like envision intelligence here as like a Wizard of Oz situation. Pay no attention to the Brian Betts behind the computer screen. Yeah, but do you really think Brian would be behind intelligence? No, I've met him. There's none. All right. Add, add another insult to the two. Tally, guys. We got two. two. Team America leader Spotswood brings Broadway actor Gary Johnston to Team America's base in Mount Rushmore and asks him to use his acting skills to infiltrate a terrorist cell. Yeah, I feel like Wikipedia might have skipped over a little bit right there, too. For example, what was, what was Gary Johnston performing in? Lease? A musical? Yes, and what, they, what does everybody have? AIDS? Like full-blown AIDS? We Everyone has AIDS! 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 AIDS. It, it, that's a catchy song, I have to say. It is the most catchy song. It's no surprise that this movie has kick-ass music because of Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, it, it really does show through, and there's, this is not the only good song. I don't want to say good song because it's about AIDS, but you know, it's not the only catchy song <laughs> in the movie. You know, If you can have a good song about AIDS, I guess this would be the song. Are there other songs about AIDS? Not in this movie, but we, no, I mean, just in through general? song in this one, we learned that everyone has AIDS and Pearl Harbor sucks. You know, a friend of mine once convinced me that the song uh, Never Have I Ever Had a Knock on Wood by the Mighty Mighty Boston's was about catching AIDS. And I believed that person for about a good six months. And then, you know, came the reason. It's not. I Googled it several times. It took you six months to first Google it or you've Googled it, it was, within it was, those six months and you're just like, nah. It took me six months because he said it and I was like, that makes sense. And then I thought about it six months later. I was like, wait a second. That's a bold thing to write a song about. I don't know if that's true. And I looked it up incognito mode, and uh, no, no, not not anywhere at all. Actually, it was like one of those things that you Google, and Google just kind of looks at you confused afterwards. Like, really, bro? Like, I, you want me to link these two words together? I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. Are you totally sure you want, like, AIDS things showing up in your search history here? Like, I understand you want incognito, but is it really incognito? Come on. No, nothing is incognito. I get it, which oof, makes me very nervous about some of the other things I look up on incognito mode. I can give you a list. I have it right here. Oh, go on. First, I know exactly mm -hmm. what type of porn you're into, and it's no coincidence you brought up being belly button and being fucked in it. It's, all right, in my defense, it makes me feel huge. Belly buttons are usually not that deep. So this could go two different ways. Uh-huh. Because you're either saying that you are of a normal girth down there, mm -hmm. and that if you were to fuck said belly button, mm -hmm. like your head would possibly just go in and disappear? That's an optimistic possibly? way of looking at this, yes. What, what would be the other alternative? That you got a tiny little peepers. Oh, man, I wonder which one. right in there? You know what? I wonder which one I was referring to. The whole thing, to. like, right in there. Like, you can treat your peepers like it's Q-tip and clean someone else out. It would be helpful, wouldn't it? 
it, I mean, it's hygienic, if yeah. nothing else. It would be a helpful as a sexual partner if that can happen. Oh, hey, baby. You want to swipe right on, on the Tinder for me? I'll clean your belly button right out. I'll do it. Mm. You're sitting there saying, no, 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 no. You're not getting in these pants. You're like, no, I don't want to. I want to get yeah. under that shirt. Not all the way up to where it's sexy and second base-like. I want to just enough. I want to get in there enough. Oh, yeah, baby. It's uh, just as generic as a Q-tip and twice as white. Oh, yeah. Uh, sweetheart, I know we've been dating for six months and the Mighty Mighty Boston's thing that I had to Google and I finally got an answer on it. Uh, but summertime's coming up and I'm going to need you to wear a one piece or else I'm going to get horny. <laughs> well, listen, guys, if you think I was referring to a normal size penis or a uh, Q-tip size one, right into, right into the Gates podcast. No, what are you guys? Right into Beer Me a Movie. <laughs> I wonder if those email addresses are connected. Again, Brian stuff. <laughs> Brian, we need you. <laughs> anyway. Unbeknownst to the team, North Korean dictator and terrorist mastermind King John Il is supplying international terrorists with weapons of mass destruction. Is it insensitive to be this insensitive of another culture when the other person that like you're doing it to is a fucking dickhead? Well, before I respond to that, just I think we can all agree, rest in peace, Jim, Kim Jong-un. No, no, no. Ill? See, Ill. I had the rest same issue. Peace. Yeah, I got I'm yeah. not even sure I said the G in his name because it's like one of those names I just roll through usually. And if you stop, Kim Jong-il. Oh. Like, Kim I don't like Jung it. I don't like the Il. way it feels coming out of my mouth. Mm. Well, I think we can agree he was a great man, right? Like, he did nothing <laughs> wrong. Wait, no, no, no. Apparently. Usually, okay, whenever sorry. they build statues to you, it means you're great. Uh, yeah. But sometimes it also can mean that you're a super baddie. Yeah. This guy, I think, is probably in the latter. I'm looking up his Wikipedia page, and he's filed under not great guys. Um, <laughs> it's like its own tab. But this is a very 2004 type of sense of humor here, because if you didn't grow up in that period and you don't know like the history of this time, you're probably wondering what the like Middle Eastern terrorists and Kim Jong Il of North Korea have in common. There was this thing called the Axes of Evil way back when, where uh, for some reason we were mad at North Korea. We were also mad at I forget who the other two were already. Now I thought it was always the Axis of Awesome, but now I'm just realizing. That's an Australian music. That's an Australian group band of they ha- YouTube fame. Yeah, they have a great song. Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, the four, four chord, chord song. song. It's great. No, no, no. The Axis of Evil. They were, and I'm definitely not looking this up right now. Italy, Japan, Germany. Oh, I thought there was another one used by George W. Bush. I'm not thinking. <laughs> there is. I swear. I swear. There's a George W. Bush one. Here we go. That was uh, George Bolton. I'm sorry, George Bolton, who was the. Uh, uh, Undersecretary of State at the time. He got under his secretary. Jeez. Oh, no, 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 no. That's another, that's another probably person in administration. Um, okay, so backtrack. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew there was something, right? So in 2002, Bush, he was a president at the time, uh, included North Korea and Iran and Iraq, I think, as the axis of evil at the time. And then apparently Bolton added three more ones. Cuba, for some reason. All they do is cigars, I feel like. Libya and Syria. I could get behind the other two. Cuba is always in a weird spot. And I mm-hmm. say that after having just read Stephen King's 112263, where it goes on and on and on about Lee Harvey Oswald's love of Cuba. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they, 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 Cuba, they, 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 they tried to do some good things, right? Universal health care. That was nice. Can I tell you the best thing that has ever happened to Kim Jong-il? No, what? Is uh, when I worked on the show 30 Rock, season six of it, mm. and Margaret Cho played Kim Jong-il. Mm. <laughs> on the show <laughs> and seeing her in that makeup was fantastic i would say uh i gotta watch that i've never really seen 30 rock I, I feel like i'm letting you down there a lot of people weirdly haven't and it's like considered like one of the modern great comedies and whatnot and a lot of people have not watched that one for some reason and that movie stars alec baldwin right or, i'm sorry that tv show stars alec baldwin uh famously of the film actors guild yes Oh, I'm sorry. The Film Actors Guild. What's what's that? I'm not the I FAG. Have, what is that? I don't not, I don't know what that stands for. What what is that? What's the what, it what's stands that? for? The Film Actors Guild. I know yeah, what but, you're trying to do here. Yes, and I'm so happy you are shit with words. Uh huh. Well, I have been drinking, and I'm also just dumb in general. By the way, the backtrack. <laughs> Cuba also not great. I was joking. Cuba not great, track. guys. Not, not great. great. Not great. all the Cuba. bad people you know and love that are bad and whatever. They're bad. We know they're fucking bad. Yes, they're bad. Don't send your emails to anybody. Maybe you do. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, so this is getting to a part where maybe this movie doesn't age all that great, but we're getting closer there. Gary infiltrates a terrorist group in Cairo, and the team is discovered, and a chase ensues. Uh, the team is going to blow up some Terries pretty badly, and they're going to leave cities in ruins and pyramids all exploded and stuff. Kaboom, kaboom. And that draws criticism from the Film Actors Guild, or the Film Actors Guild, a union <laughs> of liberal Hollywood actors led by 30 Rock's own Alec Baldwin. Yeah, we don't need to make any jokes about this. It happens, you know. The joke in this movie is F-A-G, what it spells out. And I'm not going to say it. I'm better than that. Yeah, it's a bad word. It it's was not in the vocabulary. Used, it was a word that was used liberally uh, all throughout the uh, 2000s. And thankfully, it's out of our vernacular. Well, now it's just used conservatively well, oh, in modern boy. times. Yes. Not a, a political podcast. Not a political podcast, Florida. At the base, Gary tells Lisa that as a child, his acting talent caused his brother to be savagely killed by gorillas. I need to make an adjustment to Wikipedia because this says gorillas and it's one of those things that it has a hyperlink to it, but I kind of want to make it a Z at the end. Oh, change like it band gorillas. And, and, and change it. I'll go fucking demon days on this for days, man. I don't oh, mind. That, yeah, that would make Gary feel good, Inc. <laughs> it might. Yeah. By the way, I've been trying to like look at things more positively. So I know like Gary got his family killed by gorillas and that was like the worst day of his life. But Glass Half Full, that had to be a great day for those gorillas, right? Like, they must have had just a fucking blast. Oh, without a doubt. When you get a family in the gorilla pen, you think about the things that the gorillas have to do every day. Dave, you're sitting in your apartment puttering around doing what it is you do every day. Q-tipping it around, yeah. Exactly. When that family got in there and they got new playthings, yes, please. Yeah. I want to watch Mighty Joe Young and Ed and Dunstan and every single movie primate in there just playing with these these humans man i want to watch it i'm just envisioning like the original donkey Kong game and just mario falling down and getting hit by a fucking barrel and then just going to town on him it must it must be copacetic for donkey Kong for that so these gorillas probably had a great day gary's family you know maybe not so much but these gorillas they need a little entertainment and if we have to sacrifice families every once in a while then by goodness we should sacrifice families every once in a while Ah, uh, Gary, I have a quick question. This is Detective Flabberschwack. Uh, I'm going to need you to uh, describe the gorilla that killed your family. Well, I didn't really notice him. He was holding a barrel over his head, <laughs> and he was wearing a tie. Is that enough? Uh, so wait, you're talking, he, he, so he was a uh, oddly covered individual wearing a, a tie around his fat neck, uh, screaming big nothings and, and just holding a barrel over his head. Sounds like some politicians we might know, Dave. Sounds like some politicians. Oh, Jesus. It's not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. I like how quickly this jump happens here of Gary and Lisa, like him telling her about the gorillas, and she's like, oh, I can't date you because you'll die. You got to, like, kind of promise to never die, and I'll do you right now, right this second. And I love how even the puppet turns it. I promise I'll never die. And then we get to watch... A puppet sex scene, which I did not know I needed in my life. That was an aggressive sex scene. But I have an odd question. And I don't know if this is like an urban legend I heard, a false memory. I could have sworn there was a rumor back in 2004 that there was a scene that was shot and they cut out where there is a, for lack of a better phrase, a Cleveland steamer involved. Okay, so I've heard this too. And I don't know if it's real or not still. And I, I've heard this. Yes. And how great would it be if that was like actually the case? Like you just see like somehow some prop masters like behind the scenes like warming up a little bit of brown Play-Doh to push out of <laughs> his, his butthole. Hey, Bob, I was work today. It was good. Uh, you know, I did some uh, did some puppetry work. Yeah, yeah. What you do with the puppets? Uh, you know, I uh, just, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. What do you mean by that? No, you, no, you don't need to go into the details. It was just puppet work. Like the like Sesame Street? No, not like yeah, like Sesame Street. So I know fun. that you the union says you can't be the guy up top with the strings, but a prop master, you got to kind of touch everything the characters in there touch, and that's what makes it a hero prop. Did you make hero poop? What a great job that would be, wouldn't it? Yes and no, because the amount of care that would need to go into there in order to make the puppet poop look semi-realistic and also to get a steamy man, you want to make that practical. You don't want to make it fake. It'll be obvious. By the way, do you want to explain to everybody what a Cleveland steamer is? Because I know you know, and I know I know, and I know you know that I know, and I know that I know that you know. But you might have some of your listeners that don't know. So, Dave, why don't you explain what a Cleveland steamer is? Do you want me to read the definition for you? To Like, I, I 
don't want to put it in layman's terms, but I want people to understand exactly what a Cleveland steamer is. How about this? Let's use context clues. Don't give us the exact definition, but use an example that also somehow involves Brian Betts. Okay, so imagine that me and Brian Betts, mm-hmm. we're both standing together like on opposite sides of you. Oh, okay. I can imagine this. Yeah. Me and Brian are reaching over, high-fiving each other while you're okay. in the middle. That's uh, very- You are yeah. performing fellatio on one side oh. and not on the other. Oh, no. Okay. So that's a Cleveland steamer. That, no, no, no. That's an Eiffel Tower. Ah, shit. Uh, okay. So um, you have Brian Betts bent over in front of the window. Uh-huh. And then I'm just going to kind of like sneak in. I'm going to be like hiding behind the curtain the whole time watching. And then one of the times where I'm going to sneak in. And then uh, me and you are going to switch places. I'm going to be doing Brian Betts. And you're going to go run outside and then just start waving outside the window. Mm, no, I think that's called the St. Louis Surprise. <sighs> I'll get this one. I'll get. Th- oh, got mm. it. Uh, a Cleveland Steamer is when you are doing Brian Betts. Oh, yeah. You finger his butthole after a nice Taco Bell dinner. And you take the, the, the remnants of it and put it around your eyes. And then you run outside and knock over the garbage cans. I think that's something raccoon related. <laughs> it is raccoon related. Well done. It is raccoon related. <laughs> no, a Cleveland steamer is when someone poops on another person's chest and then they sort of like sit in it and kind of mush it around, kind of like a steamroller. Oh, uh, not great. But also, if you're into that, then great, I guess. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, you know what? Let's 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 move on. It was also called a dirty raccoon, by the way. Dirty raccoon. Dirty raccoon. By the way, I've never been to Cleveland. I've been to Cincinnati, and none of that happened. Just I don't know if it's Ohio specific or what. I think it's kind of just Northeast Ohio specific. Is that where Cleveland is? You know, I wish I knew the answer to that. If you're from Cleveland, write in and tell us where you are. That'd be great. Thank you. Or, or, or don't, Dave will Google it in six months and he'll find out the answer and then believe it. <laughs> Wait a second. Cleveland's not even in Ohio. It's the mighty, mighty Boston's, guys. Mm. You want to know what I really, really hate whenever you're doing the sex? I would love to know. When terrorists blow up the Panic Bell Canal in retaliation for Cairo being blown up? It happens every time. It's crazy. That's why I stopped doing it. And also because I got married. Well, I stopped doing it because I never started doing it. <laughs> so. Famous virgin. Yes. <laughs> The Film Actors Guild is going to get real pissed off at Team America, as well as Kim chastising the terrorists for detonating one bomb too early. He's very upset. He's been planning this out for 10 years, he says. 10 years. Doesn't seem like that deep an operation and need to plan it out for 10 years. But then again, you didn't Google Mighty Mighty Boston's lyrics for six months. So maybe it is. So Gary thinks that like his acting kind of killed a whole lot of innocent people and like puppets floating and it's a terrifying little scene there. But he's going to resign from Team America because he literally just joined it 20 minutes ago. And now I guess it's time to resign. Yeah, I don't, I didn't really understand why he thought it was his acting that did this. I mean, it just seems like. I'm so good at acting that I killed so many people. Yeah, usually it's the other way around that bad acting kills people. But then the team has like this kind of moment where Joe's like, no, Sarah liked you. And she's like, well, I like fucking Gary. And then Joe's like, what's up, Lisa? And she's like, Gary too. And then he looks at. Chris, and he's like, fuck Gary. Kind of kind of into that, I think. Because yeah. I do like actors secretly. We'll get there. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and they're, by the way, they're having this entire debate while they're just killing North Korean pilot after North Korean pilot. They're just mowing these people down. It seems like the best time to have a dramatic conversation. And it was, very, it was a good scene, though. They, they, it, you kind of, I don't know, I kind of felt the tension of that moment. They were having that discussion. They were going through these you know, things that were blowing up literally and figuratively in their faces. Look at that. Oh, Filmmaking, huh? Filmmaking. Crazy. Oh, I know words. But the team is going to get shot down by the North Koreans and get captured. They're now prisoners of North Korea, which you don't want that. No, no. Especially, if, like, if you're white, that's the worst type of thing to be, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, if I was to make one recommendation from this podcast, if you're going to be a prisoner of either North Korea or South Korea, I would strongly recommend South Korea. Is it worse to be a prisoner of North Korea or South Korea or have Michael Moore plow into your secret headquarters that isn't so secret and then suicide attack your headquarters? I I don't know which is actually worse. 
I would say that's worse, especially because they blow up Mount Rushmore, which I think this Wikipedia synopsis. 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 Wow. You are like Brian. You can't talk. This is perfect. Oh, I know. Um, I would think Michael Moore blowing up your uh, secret base is, is worse, especially because. Or just base... being with Michael Moore in general. Uh, I mean, Canadian Bacon was a great movie. I agree with you there. Yes. But then Bowling for Columbine is a weird movie. If you actually watch it, it is a strange movie. It is. And my big issue with Michael Moore is the same issue I have with most documentarians where you have to kind of see past the editing techniques that they do. I mean, every documentarian is going to be presenting you an image. We don't need to get into that now. Just know that every one of his documentaries, he is apparently filled with Taylor ham, I think it was, or pork, whatever they stuff in this puppet. <laughs> yep. And it blew up everywhere. That was uh, one of the fun IMDb trivia facts. So I felt like I had to include one just in Brian Betts's memory. May he rest in peace. So, uh, Paulie, after you stuffed that puppet with the fake poop, what'd you do the next day? Well, I stuffed some gabagoo into, uh, into a puppet Michael Moore. That was exciting. Yeah, we got into an argument with the union. I wanted to stuff Taylor Ham into this puppet. Another fucking guy was telling me, no, no, we got to stuff pork roll into it. So it was going back Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham. Pork roll. Taylor Ham. It is Taylor Ham, but that's a joke that you, me, and maybe three other people from New Jersey are going to get. Brian fights that it's pork roll. He fights for it. Like, he's willing to die on that hill, and frankly, I wish he would oh, whenever he boy. brings up pork roll. Well, I, you know what? I will give Brian the opportunity to right now in the next five seconds to make an argument. Otherwise, if I hear nothing from him, if he does not call into this podcast immediately, his opinion, null and void. Ready? One, <laughs> One two, two, three, three four, four, five. Five. Guess what, Brian? Taylor Ham. You had your chance. It is the official food naming decision of Beer Me a Movie. It's the official Taylor food now Ham. of Beer Me a Movie. Ooh, Taylor Official. Ham. We locked it up. We got sponsorship. I'll make shirts or something. And then yeah, they'll it, sue us, but it'll be worth it. I like how this is such a regional argument. And it's not even regional because regional includes a few states. This includes literally one. It, one state with what? 21 counties. Yep. The one that matters. You're right. The one the, state in the, the entire one union state that, that matters. matters. I would, you know what? The most cognizant, poignant thing you've ever said. In North Korea, Kim invites the Film Actors Guild and world leaders to a peace ceremony, planning to detonate several bombs around the world while they're distracted. But while that's happening, while this entire attack, and this doesn't even feel like a terrorist attack at this point. This feels like event planning or like planning a show or a concert. It's like, hands across America, but also, fuck you. you yeah, I'm and, looking at you. Yeah, fuck and, you. And to be honest, I've been to a couple ceremonies where... I kind of wish that a bomb went off in the middle of it, too. So maybe Kim Jong-il makes some salient points, you know? You, you were at my wedding. Oh, I was bombed during that wedding, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you, open bar. I don't even know if that's, like, the most bombed I've ever seen you, though. Mm-mm. I've been more bombed. Like the time that you hit on the married woman? You have to be more specific than that. <laughs> the time me and you were together and you were flirting with this girl for a solid hour, and then she told you that she was married? Yeah, no, that happened. I was also with you one time when I was flirting with a girl who then a week later got re-engaged with her boyfriend. <laughs> I forgot about that one. She used you as like, not even an emotional rebound. Like, no, she was just a one night, I'll talk to this guy who's clearly not a threat to me, rebound. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, listen, we won't go into all the details of that night. Let's just say I did her a favor because some of the other guys that were there, I think, would have been worse conversation. The other guys that we were with tried to start a conversation, and they sort of succeeded. They they uh, they failed. Let's they failed. And then one, <laughs> I found it weird that our friends got like jealous after the fact. I was know? about to say oh, she's talking about how low she is. Like I was engaged, and now I'm not. I guess I'll talk to you. Yeah, I and, and talk to so you and your Q pick. I hopefully hopefully the person involved in this does not listen to this podcast because from what I understand, that person did not like me. For many, many years after that night. <laughs> you had that effect on people. I, weird. <laughs> I had that effect on people. And the thing is, like, you burn bridges, but they're totally unintentional and have literally nothing to do with you most of the time. Well, speaking of burning bridges and surviving burning bridges, returning to the team's base, Gary finds Spotswood has survived Moore's bombing. After regaining Spotswood's trust 
by giving him a blowjob and undergoes training via a montage. That is like disappointing that Microsoft Word did the blue dotted lines underneath blowjob. I'm kind of like curious. Wait, what, what is actually, the what is the this language may be offensive, offensive to your, to your reader. reader? I'm the fucking reader. And I'm saying it's not offensive. Why is Microsoft Word trying to police how I'm supposed to feel about things? Uh, well, big brother, if you were to change it to like fellatio, would it still be offensive, do you think? Let's find out. How does one spell fellatio? <laughs> F? Hold on, we'll get there. E? Fellatio. Didn't underline at that time. No, but fellatio also might be the name of the guy who creates Pinocchio, right? Or is that, who's that, is that somebody else? Yeah, it's, uh, it's an Italian. Cunnilingus is his name. By the way, better Italian joke than anything in Master of Disguise. Disagree uh, hard. Hard disagree. Uh, what was yours? I love the scene where the lady gets the spaghetti thrown all over her. Oh, God. Sorry, this is my Dana Carvey impression. And that, no, that's a thousand percent what he sounds like during the I entire I don't movie. know why. Whenever I do an Italian impression like that over the top, my hands are doing this mm-hmm. the entire time. Like the thing that Italian grandmothers do where they're like, ah, what are you doing? And they're like shaking their fists backwards at people. But it's, yeah, it's, like, it's like you're holding a fly in your three fingers. You're like, yeah, but I'm, I'm doing it with both hands and they're happen to be around my nipples whenever I do it. Oh. It's like I'm milking myself fucking Fokker style. Well, you can milk anything with nipples, Dave. And here, speaking of, Gary's going to milk <laughs> Spotswood, his penis. We but he doesn't, to- though. This is like super respectful, right? No, he does milk him, though. He doesn't milk him. Because he goes down, he's only down for a couple quick back and forth cuts, and then he comes up again. It's like Spotswood and Gary have this sort of understanding. He's like, you put a dick in your mouth, you are part of this team. I don't think it was to get Spotswood to completion. Oh, I disagree. You think Spotswood can fire away that quickly? I think Gary's that good at it. And if you don't agree with me, then you just don't believe in Team America. What if I don't believe in Team America anymore? (laughs) I think that was it. I I, yeah, I don't know if you... There's I mean, no way, because you know in this movie, they would have had Gary come up and like wipe his mouth with the marionette arm. You yeah, know I mean, it. Here's the thing, though. Realistically speaking, do you jump to work immediately after not completing? No, you, you're disheveled. You're, you're walking around like a bomb went off at Mount Rushmore again. You're not walking around disheveled. If anything, after you finish, you hulk down. Like, you go into it just like, need to beat, and then you beat, then you are completely normal again, like, seconds after. You can go out on the town, be a cool cat hanging out on the town, and people are not going to know, like, ten minutes ago, you were abusing yourself. Well, here's the thing. He needed that clarity in in order to undergo a, a training montage. It's actually kind of brilliant, actually. Like, he's got to save the world from all these explosions, all these bombs going off. And Spotswood, being the leader that he is, knows that he has to gain the trust of Gary by getting Gary to put his dick in his mouth. And if he did finish, which I don't believe he did, you got Gary to uncork down there. So he kind of becomes a lot more level-headed. Now sex won't be on the brain because he did the sex time with Lisa already. He doesn't have to worry about that now. You know, that all, I think, adds up is what I would say if I've ever had sex. But I don't know the answer to any of that. So we'll have to, I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Sex is what again? I forget. Man, I wish that your inflatable could talk. Like all the stories she would tell. Thank you for assuming it's a she and not just an it. I mean, I didn't want to call out Brian again. I didn't, <laughs> I kind of made respect. Ding, ding, ding. Number three, four. I forget what we're up to. Anyway, there's a training montage. It's a great song. It's a training montage song. And then after that, Gary goes to North Korea where he uses his acting skills to infiltrate the base and free the team. Although Lisa is held hostage by Kim. It's pretty great how you have all these different little fight scenes going on with all these celebrities, too. And you finally have Chris confessing that he got raped by one of the cats in Cats the Musical, which, that's not great. That's not what you want. No, it's not what you want. I mean, the only thing that you would want less is, I don't know, for somebody to challenge the Beer Me a Movie podcast to watch Cats next. Don't or you fucking dare. Sometime soon. No, no, don't I'm saying... I, I'm saying I don't want that to happen. I don't think anybody should write into the show saying you guys should watch Cats. I think that would be terrible for her. Have something. you ever seen it? Me? Yeah. The the movie or the, the musical? Which one has the buttholes? Uh, the off, 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 off-Broadway one <laughs> did, but I think probably more people refer to the movie. Um, I have seen neither. I, I've listened to some of the songs. I listened to a 30-minute explanation of why the movie sucked compared to the... Uh, the play but no i never saw it so you you were willing to watch a comparison 
mm-hmm. the movie to the play, despite oh, yeah. not having seen either of them. No, I got a lot of time, Dave. A lot of time in a car. <laughs> a lot of time in a car. It's not like Sparknotes, which just gives you kind of the info of Huck Finn in the River or whatever it is. No, this might have been like a two-parter as well on YouTube, so I was like using streaming data to listen to this. Jesus, it's idiots like you that keep Mr. Beast popular. I'm convinced. Uh, Mr. Beast, is that the guy that... Like, it fixed deaf people? I don't know. I, I, I'm so lost on these things. That was a Paul, I think, who filmed dead people, right? Like Ooh. the Suicide Force or something no, like no, that? No, 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 no. I know Paul filmed dead people. I feel like Mr. Beast maybe fixed- Made dead people? I mean, maybe. I don't know. He, he is a beast, right? Oh, wait, no. He's the guy that, um, he's got the split personalities, right? Um, he interacts with that guy who's made out of glass. I don't even know why I'm talking about any of this. I'm not with it, as the kids say. Basically, the team's going to crash the whole ceremony. Gary's going to go on stage, and he's going to deliver this speech that a wonderful drunk tramp man at this bar told him about dicks, pussies, and assholes, and he convinces the world to unite. And I kind of wish that he had that giant throwing up scene again that he had earlier here. Oh, I forgot about that scene. How could you forget about the scene? That is like my favorite shot of this movie is when Gary's violently throwing up everywhere. I laugh till I cry every single time. And that was like me on the side of the road after your wedding, by the way. <laughs> Puking your brains out? Oh, yeah. Side I-95? <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably outside of Tarrytown somewhere in New York, or wherever the hell I was driving back from. Jesus. Yeah, talk about good props in this, or just good just bits. I mean, we'll get there, too. But $32 million. It, it $32 is, million. Dollars. That's enough money to make a puppet puke. It is enough money to make the most realistic, Photo representative model and impression of Matt Damon. <laughs> they nailed it with the big forehead and everything. <laughs> Matt Damon. We have not gotten to that once, but Matt Damon. I would say is also the second most quoted of uh, line from this movie for me. Can I tell you possibly the proudest moment of my entire life? I would love to know. It's a very I think you should leave thing that I went through. Okay. And it's so important and for some reason so ingrained in my brain that I don't remember A, the movie I was seeing, or B the movie of the preview that was on the screen. But it was definitely a Harry Potter movie in theaters back in the day. And before it came on, some Matt Damon preview came up. I don't remember what it was. But after, like, you get that screen that says, like, oh, rated PG-13 because Matt Damon took his shirt off and you see a belly button or something Mm -hmm. like that. It gets, like, quiet for one second usually or two, whatever it is. And I just went, Matt Damon. (laughs) And the theater lost it and i was so proud of myself you know i hear if you can say something in a movie theater and it makes everybody laugh you get to own that movie theater afterwards but the thing about it was the thing went through my head that goes through tim robinson's head i think you should leave i'll say it there again it's a thing of do i double down (laughs) oh no did you do it again i did not double down oh you should have doubled down (laughs) but literally the entire movie i'm distracted so I'm watching Harry and his friends getting all these shenanigans, knowing that something real horrible is going to happen in the last month of the school year. There's going to be bad things leading up to the worst thing. The worst run school of all time. It's like an American public school. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But I also like how the villains in that movie take the summer off, just like the students. It works out. It really does. Yeah, they need, need, that, they need time to just relax. They go to the beach. They Avada Kedavra, their FOMO. Some could say. Some could say? You could say it. I don't know what half of those words meant. Sorry. I tried to be cool. Don't. 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 Yeah. No, that's it. Uh, you know. Either way, I'm happy I get to share the proudest moment of my life with everybody. Somebody recently told me I'd be a Slytherin. I, I, I didn't know how to feel about that. In Hogwarts Legacy, the new game that came out that absolutely fucks hard. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got sorted Slytherin, and it actually totally checks out. Oh, that I can see. I think I'm more of like a Ravenclaw type of guy. Well, if there's, like, no personality, just the fucking wallpaper of Hogwarts? Exactly, yes. You're proving my point here. <laughs> but the difference is, is that, that Ravenclaw's fuck, because uh, Harry got a little bit with Cho Cheng there in that Owl Tower that one time. Wait, was she Ravenclaw? Yeah, she was Ravenclaw. Oh, I didn't know that. My, my hold on, Raven- hold on. Let me figure... Uh, Team America Saves Day, Kim Jong-il falls on top of a, a pickle halb, which I just learned that's the word for a big spiky hat of German descent i guess and then everyone's all happy after go back hogwarts hogwarts yes uh little love good is my uh my ravenclaw of choice first off it's the most fantastic name one can think of right love it's good. up there and she's also seen death which is hot enticing 
Kind right. Of. It's why people make people dead. It's because it turns them on sometimes. Is that how it works? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So out of, just to, to compare that, yeah. the hottest professional wrestling manager you can imagine would be Paul Bearer because he was a- hundred percent. Oh my. Comes in holding a dead too. Like he's trying to get everybody going. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he, uh, well, he definitely, he definitely fucked around, right? He, 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 he banged Kane's parents. <laughs> is a, a storyline from 1998 that maybe three people will remember. Yeah. You've used that line so many times. Yep. Like. And, and every time, it gets me. It, it's very true. Yeah. It, they, and they reveal that in an episode of GTV, which is supposed to be Goldust TV. It was like a hidden camera thing on Raw, but then Goldust left, so they never really played it off. So anyway, I'm single. There you go, lady who listens to the show. <laughs> we got one. We got one. Uh, story motivation. What do you think? You know, it's a fun story. It's got excitement. It's got adventure. It's got North Koreans. I would say, what, eight? I, I already started typing eight. Perfect. Eight That's is. absolutely perfect. Casting. Is there any? <laughs> yes and no. So uh, Matt Parker, Trey Stone. They get nope. those names right? Trey nope. Parker, Matt Stone. <laughs> I have to like think about it every single time I do it. Yeah. I'm not going to correct myself. The way I said it the first time, they do most of the voices, right? I mean, you have some other voices. A that lot are of too. them, yeah. But um, were there any celebrities that voiced anything in this movie? I don't think so. Looking I don't at think the so. IMDb. I, for years, I thought Matt Damon voiced Matt Damon's voice. That was apparently incorrect. That would have been really good. And you know he would do it, too, which is the best part. Yeah, apparently when interviewed, they said that Matt Damon was kind of a cool guy. But no, this is, this is Trey Parker and Matt Stone doing the heavy lifting here. They do... Good. Do the voices kind of sound familiar and, and close to each other a little bit? Is it still a lot of fun? Absolutely. I don't know. Six? Seven? I'll go seven because I like this movie, damn it. Seven. Going to bring us to the protagonist, which I'd have to imagine it's America. Is it America or is it Gary specifically? I don't know if it is Gary specifically because if it were Gary specifically, we probably wouldn't have gotten that extended dramatic scene of them having the argument while shooting down North Koreans. But also, it's called Team mm, America. Team America. It's you not called you, Gary. You can raise a... It, it's, it's not called Team Gary, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's called Team fucking America. That's... Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I feel like you had to give Team America 10, otherwise you're unpatriotic. Is that too much? That's too much. Let me dial it back. <laughs> the look you had on your face. You're like, I didn't vote that way last time. No, no, I didn't vote that way at all. Oh, boy. Um... They go through growth. They save the day. They're not great people. But Although, hold on again. Mm-hmm. Do they? No, they don't save the day, actually. But the thing is, is that us getting a 90-minute movie or however long this movie is, them thinking they saved the day when they totally have fucked up the day even further is probably the most American thing you could do. I would say so. In fact, we'll, we'll get there with style and tone because I have a couple questions I want to follow up on. But I would say you know, Kim Jong-il turns out to be a uh, cockroach. Wikipedia sees he's extraterrestrial. I didn't get that. I didn't realize he was extraterrestrial. They, he I took off he in a spaceship. But I just thought he had a ship. That's it. But you don't what, to... Where do you think he got the this, this ship from? It's not a terrestrial ship. It's how do you know it's not? How do you know it's not a terrestrial spaceship? We have we have spaceships. I've seen ET, man. The Columbia. I know. I'm like an expert. Oh, Jesus. Discovery. Pretty sure one of those is still around. I feel like you're going to challenge me to figure out another one. The Enterprise, I think, is another one. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, for, now we need to give America a 10, or okay. else we're the bad guys. Yeah, we would be the bad guys. All right, 10 it is. Speaking of uh, antagonists, this, believe it or not, was not actually Kim Jong-il, and it was a puppet. No, really? The whole time. Oh, man, I thought he had a SAG card after this. No, and actually, the, the writers of the movie, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they wrote the screenplay to make Kim Jong-il say all these bad things. Really? So that yeah. was not him? Not the entire time. So how did he get his health insurance then? It was if it wasn't through SAG, Canada, evil the whole time. Oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. It does. If you're if you understand the Toronto Maple Leafs, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now we'll give you uh, your cancer treatments the first round. Uh, hope you can get out of it. Oh. <laughs> I made a hockey joke. Brian doesn't let me do that. Does Brian know sports? Yeah. What does he know? He's a Boston boy, through and through. Okay, so you answered my question. He doesn't know anything about sports then. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Kim Jong-il, bad guy. Uh, it turns out to be a cockroach. There's also terrorists that he's working with. So really bad guy. A- eight? I'll say an eight. I'll go with an eight. I'm not in a fighting mood right now, because I like what you're saying, but 
Uh, screenplay is next, and it's really good. It is good, and it is tight. It's got a lot of funny jokes in it. Those jokes go from the profane to the kind of subtle. So, I don't know. Another eight? Nine? I, I was actually leaning more towards a nine, and it's mostly because I think some of the best jokes in this are the visual gags that they do. Give me the warning sign. The warning sign is he's like flailing around. It's amazing. And I also love the first fight scene that they have in Paris, how the puppets are just like bumping up against each other. They pose as if they're going to have a major fight, and then they just bump against each other. Um, nine. I'm going yeah, nine. I'm going bigger. Is, I can't go a full ten. Can't do it, but I, I want to. Yeah. But I, it is arbitrary. Nine is, nine is fair. Next up, style and tone. I have to imagine this one's through the roof. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, the way this movie is shot, and you brought up that example in the beginning where they kind of fool everybody into thinking he's going to be very uh, shitty looking, and then the camera pulls back. And, and some of these shots, Dave, I don't know if I'm just stupid, but some of these shots reminded me almost of like a Spielberg movie, like Indiana Jones, how it would just follow these scenes and these people that were walking through them and kind of uh, make these establishing shots that were really beautiful. Like the, the, It was so well shot, so well constructed, all the scenery, all the sets. It really blew me away, actually, watching it again 19 years later. I'm going to agree with both things that you just said there. Because, yeah, you let off with, you're stupid. And I agree. <laughs> Fair and then enough. all the film stuff after, hard agree. Mm-hmm. Spielbergian. Um, yeah, so... No, I completely agree. I yeah. think you absolutely nailed it. Yeah, so what do you think? It, it has to be a tennis $32 million puppet movie. Is it the most expensive puppet movie of all time? I have to imagine it is, unless... Did Brian not do that research before he no, left? No, Brian didn't do this and send Fucking it over. Fucking piece what he of usually shit. Does. I gotta bring the technical stuff, and he brings all the bookworm stuff. Yeah, fucking guy. All we needed to know, Brian, is the top ten most expensive puppet movies ever made, and you couldn't even fucking do that. God. It doesn't even bother showing up. Yeah, and, and specifically Marionette Puppet. Come on. It's a ten. Yeah. Next up. Director. It is Trey Parker. It's a $32 million puppet movie yeah. that is spoofing Michael Bay movies. I mean, how do you even judge the directing of this, right? I could judge it pretty damn easily by saying 10, because it's out of this world how good it is. I was about to say, you do get good performances from those puppets. Like, you brought up the example where uh, Gary turns around and he promises that he'll never die. Just the facial expression of that puppet is fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, all right, fuck it, let's go 10. This movie is scoring high, and I dig it, and it's only getting higher because we are talking about music next. Oh, man. First off, the score itself I thought was really good. The score itself is very Michael Bay. Then you have the songs of Pearl Harbor Sucks and I Miss You. Everyone has AIDS. Uh, America, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. And then you get the sad version, too. America, fuck yeah. We're getting in a montage. A montage. 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 I mean, that song, like, I feel like has been used in pop culture since then. So, yeah, this has staying power. This is a good soundtrack. It does. And also, uh, as Dave weirdly pointed out to me via text. Yes, please. Possibly please. hints at Frozen 2 at a so, point. <laughs> this is the most insane thing. And again, I have no kids. I have a niece and my nephew. I love them dearly. I was watching a couple Disney movies with them. Moana started off. Great movie. Then we were watching Frozen 2. Frozen 2, I never saw Frozen 1, so I had no clue what the fuck was going on the entire time. They explained combo. it in the movie. You're good. Well, I, there's a there's a, a snowman. I'm like, does, yeah. that, does he have internal organs? I don't know. They don't explain that. How you find speak? that out in the movie. Do you really? Yes. The snowman? There's a whole scene of... Uh, spoiler, this movie's been out long enough. Uh, Olaf loses his enchantment or whatever, and he becomes just snow and blows away. And he's just snow. He's just a snowman. So he has no organs. Jack Frost, Michael Keaton style. Well, Jack Frost, that was like a, that made sense. That was a real movie, like documentary. That actually uh, happened. No man teaches his weird, soon to be fatherless son about hockey. Was there a weird thing with the mom there too? Like, I don't know. Anyway, there, I think there was. She was trying to possibly date another guy. I think. Yeah, it was like a weird kind of cucking thing. I want to say, but maybe that was just another version of the movie I watched with a guy who right. looked like Michael Keaton. Um, it it's fine. December's coming up soon enough, and I think we're gonna do all Christmas movies in December. Oh, like we're going to do all horror movies in October. I request Muppet Christmas Carol. And hopefully nobody will recommend Cats, because that would be a terrible rec- Is uh, that recommendation. Is a Christmas movie? It's a, I would say it's the gift that keeps on giving, Dave. Is Passion of the Christ a Christmas movie? No, it's an Easter movie. 
I say it's a Christmas movie because everyone's like, keep Christ in Christmas, and this is just a full-blown fucking Christ movie. But I guess you are right that this is an Easter movie. Cause I would say it's an Easter movie. Jesus yeah. getting God. Yeah, it seems like most of the movies about Jesus don't really focus on the fact that he's a, a poor boy who was born in like a, a you know as a migrant. They usually well, he focus- was born because his mom was slamming other dudes because Joseph had a Q-tip, probably. You know, I was born and raised Catholic, so maybe, yes. I don't know the answer that one. <laughs> Went to a lot of CCD. Anyway, uh, watching this movie, Gary shows up to the destroyed headquarters at Mount Rushmore, and all of a sudden, I hear this tone play. I'm like, that sounds. That was it, and I'm like, holy shit! You messaged me right away. You're like, right away. First, well, first I rewound it. I was like, that's no way. That was that noise. Two things happened in my brain as you did that because you gave me the exact timestamp. You're like, hey, 31 minutes left in the movie. And as I read that, I said, that's a weird way to tell somebody the time into the movie of what you it know is. What? And yeah. then you want to know what hit me? What? That I paused it at one point. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I hope I didn't miss the moment. I paused it. And HBO Max doesn't show you how far into the movie you are. That's why I had to do it the other way. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and I totally got it. By the way, by the way, not HBO Max anymore. Just Max. You can get the HBO. Uh, apologies to HBO. Yeah. Apologies. The home box office. L- long story short, it is the, uh, I would say the same exact noise from Frozen 2. It is the exact same thing. Anyway, music gets the Frozen 2 bump. 10. Done. That's the perfect way to do it. Frozen 2 is a fantastic movie. I've seen it probably a hundred times conservatively at this point. Next up is budget. And that one uh, we can't really fuck with because there's numbers involved there. But this movie did cost $32 million to make. Worldwide, it did $50 million. We'll round up 51. Fine. But total, it's 159%. Therefore, it's only a five. Really? How disappointing is that? I wonder if it made some more money afterwards with DVD sales. Remember DVDs? They were, they were a thing? AOL used to send them to me all the time. They're oh. like, here's your free five hours or whatever, your five-hour internet. Yeah. Do you still have family members, by the way, that have AOL email addresses? I sure do. Are they your parents? They sure are. Same with mine. <laughs> and the best part is that like, my mom got an email address late, like, well into Yahoo, well into Gmail, <laughs> and she still went AOL. Oh, no. Oh, no. Every time I see my mom's email account, it just gives me such agita because it's just it, it's, it's just spam. It's all it is. It's just they probably have like a thousand unread emails. It's just all spam. 100%. But then do you still know anyone that has like an MSN account or a Hotmail account or anything like that? I see it occasionally at work, and it always... If I see somebody with an msn.com email address, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not working with that person. No, you can't. Legally, you're not allowed to. No, 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 no. Unless I want to know what their um, MySpace top five or top eight. What was it again? Top eight? It was top eight. Yeah. If I want to know what their MySpace top eight is, then yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll work with an msn.com account. I wonder if I can still get into MySpace. I'm curious to know who my top eight were and how many of them are ex-girlfriends. So you're not going to uh, probably, I would say, 50%? Um, if I was thinking, yes, I think I had five of the eight. So uh, as a little, uh, probably unknown follow up to MySpace, it was, uh, there was an attempted rebrand of MySpace. I feel like a couple years ago or many it's years ago. It's like a music thing now, isn't it? Yeah. It was supposed to be like a music thing with Justin Timberlake. So I actually re-signed up for it. Cause I was like, all right, maybe I'll get on the, the ground floor of this. And I never logged in again. So <laughs> all of my, trying to bring it back, but also I, meh. Yeah, I'm sure all my personal information tied to MySpace is somewhere on there. I never had a MySpace because I was in high school and I didn't think I had enough friends to have like a total top eight filled out, which is the most sad thing I think I've ever said out loud. You had Tom. Yeah, not even Tom. Uh, so I created a... Uh, <laughs> Tom writes to you individually, uh, no thanks. Yeah, and I was, he was, I was the one guy. He like he turned his full back to me. Um, but I did have a fake account just to like look at other people's profiles. That is creepy, and this explains you so perfectly. Yeah, and it was a it was a sublime reference as well. It was a Louis Dog. Wow. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. So I, this turned into a therapy session real quick. A I like little this. bit here. Yeah. You got the the Q-tip prenus out of the way. Now you got Louis Dog. Jesus, man. I'm yeah. learning about you. I've known you for way too goddamn long. Yeah. None of this is good stuff. No. 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 But one of it is also not good stuff. What? The impact on the industry. <laughs> I want to go back to my original question with this. Yeah. Because when I was watching this movie and I got through like the first 25, 30 minutes of it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is probably going to age like Fight Club, right? Where today people who watch Fight Club or they've watched Fight Club, 
and they don't understand the movie. They're like, oh, that's a kick-ass movie about dudes just being dudes and beating up other dudes. And like, very that's much not- is not. Exactly. Very not is much not the message of Fight Club. It's about toxic masculinity gone awry. So I was thinking, like, okay, this is going to have that same type of thing because the first 25, 30 minutes of this movie are like clearly anti-Middle Eastern intervention, intervention, I feel like. It's kind of anti-war. It's showing how through our you know, American foreign policy actions, we're causing more destruction, causing more issues. I can see how some people, especially after the aftermath of this movie, I mean, how many times did you hear middle, offensive Middle Eastern uh, impersonations that's just the Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad the entire yeah, time, right? Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be that. And then I feel like the movie kind of takes a turn. And especially with the last speech, I, I still can't tell, like, is this movie an anti-war movie or is it more just nihilist? It doesn't matter. You should just keep on doing what you're doing kind of movie. And I know that that, that doesn't really fit into the category that much, but I thought this was the best time to ask that question. I think it's more of a nihilist thing mm-hmm. because no one's safe in this. No one comes off looking good. Ultimately, no one comes off looking bad because it's all done for comedy. It's all done for comedy, but maybe I'm looking at this in 2023 glasses on where I feel like South Park has had a major impact on how people view politics, right? Like just through South Park itself had a major impact on culture. Yes. And I guess politics, because I remember the, the one episode of South Park that blew my mind was after Obama got elected. And then the next night, I think it was the next night. It was, I think. Or maybe it was that night. I forget. It might have been that night or like the next night. They put out an episode where Obama got elected, and that's fine, but it mimicked exactly what his speech, like, production value looked like. Yes. It was weird how quickly it was done. Yeah. They've had a major impact, I feel like, on how people view politics. Um, So, you know, after watching this movie, I was like, well, I don't know if it was necessarily an anti-war movie. I can't say it's a pro-war movie. It kind of just seems like it doesn't matter what you do kind of movie. It's one of the ultimate exercises in nihilism. A $32 million puppet movie's worth of nihilism. Yes. So that brings us to impact on the genre, I guess. The industry. On the industry, rather. Well, there's been no major puppet movies made since then, unless you count Correct. Sesame, uh, unless you count the Muppets as puppets. But they're really not Muppets. Or puppets. No, th- these are marionettes. Probably. Yeah, these are marionettes. And a, a Muppet is more like a, a mop and a puppet mixed together. Right. Yes. That's a Simpsons joke. <laughs> I mean, it never got a sequel. I don't know. I feel like the impact is still bigger than I, I'm initially giving it credit for, though. I'm thinking like a six. That's fair. Fuck it. A little bit higher than average, but a safe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like six feels right. Definitely not a 10. Definitely not a one. Higher than a five. Let's go six. And with that six on the impact on the industry, it's going to give Team America World Police from 2004 a total score of 83. Wow. Which is generous. But is it? But is it? Because Tomato Meter, the critics gave this thing a 77 and the audience gave it an 80. Oh, we were dangerously close. Close. We just like it a little bit more. We liked it a little bit more. So there you go. Brian beard us a movie. Me and Dave here, we did that movie. Mm. Thank you, Brian. It's the only only thanks you're getting this episode, you fuck. I was about to say, Brian, I'm not going to thank you, but I will say you're welcome for filling in for you. Someone had to do it, and I can only think of three or four other people who I would have done before you. Honestly, seven or eight other people were available. Done this. I was, out of all the people that can do this, I was maybe one of them. Who's my loneliest friend? Who's not going to be doing anything at night ever, and no one depends on them, and they live alone? Ooh, can I take a guess? Can ah! I take a guess? Can I take a guess? Ah! I think yeah. I know. I know. Is it? Is it? Is it me? Or Brian? Oh, <laughs> one more before we go. <laughs> one more. For real, buddy. I'm happy you 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 joined here. This has been a really good time. Me and Brian get to have all these good times all the time, and it's nice to share a little. You know what? I I had a great time. Every time I'm with you guys, it's a good time. But without Brian, it, it just it turned into a great time. I don't know what it was. It was just I don't know what it was him. either. You felt yeah. it too, didn't you? I miss him very much. I'm being so mean to him. It was like fun this time. Yeah, it was like I didn't have him like looking at me angrily the entire time with his like flat brimmed hat and fancy chair that he sits in. And and Brian, I'm sorry, I miss you. I can't. <laughs> That's even... where you go right away. I know. I can't, I can't even. I can't even. Brian, I miss you so much. Sometimes it hurts. Uh, I'm sorry. I miss Musk. When all this is over. Since he's all lonely, he can come get an apartment. Oh, Brian, I want to rub beards with you. I want to just beard on beard action. 
uh, 100% would watch, but incognito. <laughs> well, this is my time, Dave, so I will not be joining you next week, but I am a listener to the program, so I would love to know, what are you guys watching next week? What are you listening? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, it just so happened to work out that I get to be your movie next week, because Brian Beard us, Team America World Police. It's my turn, and I had so much fun doing our dinosaur month, unofficial dinosaur month, somehow. <laughs> Me and Brian were just raising the stakes on insane dinosaur movies with each other. It was a, a great month. impromptu dinosaur month. It happened, and we have to thank Phil Hot Take Hawkins for somehow setting us on that path because of Only the Strong. I can't believe it either, but it's true. But next month, I kind of want to challenge Brian again. Oh. And I don't know what direction this is going to go, but I think I have a starter movie where he can kind of try to find his own thread to one-up it. And it's going to be really, really hard to one-up this movie because there's a certain actor who we just have not talked about yet. And I know we said that with Nick Cage a few weeks ago with Gone in Six Seconds, but this one is even more offensive that we haven't talked about him yet. Oh, interesting. And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was thinking it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I don't want to do any of that Terminator bullshit or the Kill the Barbarian bullshit. What I want to do is I want to talk about possibly his most insane movie. 1993's Last Action Hero. Oh, I love, love, love that movie. So do I. And uh, it's insane. I, you know what? Let's kick Brian off the show permanently. I want to join in. I want it. I want <laughs> it. Kick him off. Brian, you're done. No, I'm I, the Brian now. Yeah. <laughs> look at, look at me. Look at you. Look at me. I'm the Brian now. No, I can never. I would feel too bad. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't feel that prophylactic to go back to that first joke I used. No, that's a great movie. Critically panned when it came out. I think it holds up. I think it's one of Arnold's best. I completely agree. And me and Brian Guy, we're going to talk about it next week when we talk Last Action Hero. And this is usually the part where Brian says all that rate, review, subscribe stuff. Yeah. Great detail. So I'm going to mix that up a little bit. If you like the podcast, go to your nearest public bathroom and write on the wall. Love it. Yeah. Right above the hole, preferably. That's carved yep, the side. Above the hole, below the hole. Maybe, you know, while you're in a hole. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're in a hole, you're technically like eye level there. Just make sure you reach up when you're right then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bathroom graffiti, the last great form of performance art. There you go. Dave, I appreciate both the plug and the idea for how to spread the word. Yes. Men's bathrooms across America. There's no follow up to that. Seems like the most appropriate place for us. Mm. Dave, thank you again for joining us. Next week, we're talking Last Action Hero. We'll see you then. Mm.